Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Uh, we're, we're in the history box again. <laughs> uh, we're looking at the Gulliver's Travellers, Gulliver's Travellers, Gulliver's Travels epic series of stories. And I think we're about to come to an end because we're looking at part four today, um, which is uh, a voyage to the land of the Hoyhums. I'll, I'll spell Hoyhums out. Land of the and the hoy, Hoyhums. How about that? <laughs> I was uh, I was asleep. When the, I, the, my wife said the publisher was on the phone. They wanted to know what the land was called so they could start drawing it. And I was asleep. <laughs> And I just said, oh, fuck, hi, hums. <laughs> Tell him that. It was meant to be a placeholder. I thought I'd come up with something better. I'm not even sure if stop. I woke up. I think I was just, it was just the sort of noise you make when you're sleeping, you know. <laughs> I don't know whether it was a dream or what, or whether I was clearing my throat or snoring, but she says that she couldn't tell whether I was awake, but I suddenly sort of went, hi, hums. And so, hi, you know, hums. that's what it became. <laughs> it might have just been a snore. But it's caught on. <laughs> it's uh, it's spread like wildfire. The public seem to love it. <laughs> so I call it a happy accident. <laughs> and of course, just to catch up before uh, we got to the land of the Hoyhams, um, Gulliver had been all over the place in part three. He'd been to Laputa, Balnebarbi, Lugnag, Glubdib, Dubdrib, and Japan. Um, and once he got to Japan... Uh, he asked the emperor to excuse the performing of the ceremony imposed upon my countrymen of trampling upon the crucifix, which the emperor did, and then Gulliver went home. <laughs> so episode three and I'm gone. I've had I've well, seen enough. Achieved. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen enough. Thank you and goodbye. I might not <laughs> travel anymore. I might go home, have a nap, and then try and discover high hums. See what's what. So that was 16th of April, 1710, when he arrived back from Japan. And then 7th of September, 1710. So a mere, what, five months later, he was back on the road again. It's quite rare sea. in fiction for people to put such specific dates on things, isn't yes. it? Yes. They don't. Didn't you know, Jonathan Swift write stuff as though it was real law? Oh, yeah. I think that's what he did. I think Mate, he wrote that's, things that's as what if all they were novelists like, do. I mean, you know. The great novelists, you didn't get like George Eliot. No, they don't. You don't get them going, 
this is in in this pretend thing that I've made up. Do you know yeah. what I mean? J.K. Rowling, <laughs> even she with that bollocks, she didn't go in in a pretend like keep sort of putting caveats in like Harry Potter got his wand and turned some cunt into a frog. Brackets, not really. I just made this up in my nut. <laughs> <laughs> now, but you think you'd find that most of them in the first page at some point they'll say this is a story really and then you know that's well, a story yeah. yeah or they'll say they'll, they'll refer to it being a story this they'll is put, made up in this story that I'm about to tell or something like that yeah please don't that's take any of this seriously it's just <clears throat> made up stuff because yeah. Jonathan Swift was a satirist well, and it, I think so tried what to, about tried Shakespeare? I mean, that wasn't novels, that was plays. But did he admit that it was made up or was he trying to make out it was all like fucking Macbeth was real and there really yeah, was witches? Shakespeare was plays, weren't it? So people went along to watch. Mm. So they watched the acting happen on a what stage. About, Swift what about, was putting books what about out. Dickens? Did he admit to it? To the lies? I think everyone knew Dickens, everyone knew Dickens was a storyteller. But did well, he did he admit to it in it? the text? Did yeah, he say yeah, first, this is bollocks? Yeah, in the first page of everyone he did, he said this in this story that I am about to tell. He goes this made-up story. For legal purposes, I have been advised by my publisher to admit in advance that every word you're about to read is total and utter lies. Hmm. But Swift was, I think Swift was um, a bit of a, um, yeah, he was a satirist. Mm. And I think he tried to pass off some of his stories as being real. So there, there, he put dates in. Right. So it's kind of a bit like at the end of each series of Line of Duty. Do you watch Line of Duty? No. You don't watch it, do you? You know when you have a documentary about a crime thing that's happened, or at the end of First Dates, mm. where at the end of the episode they'll put an update on the screen, there'll be a caption, oh yeah, and they'll show the protagonist and say what happened to them after this was made. Yeah. They do that in Line of Duty. Do Which is bullshit, because it's a fucking that's real insulting. story. That's like making, yeah. trying to make you think that it's real. Mm. Also, it's quite lazy. Is, it's the sort of thing you'd have done when you had to write a story at school and it was nearly break time and you didn't want to run into break time. So you just like, yeah. you usually did the end or it was a dream or yeah. sometimes because you haven't got time to get right to the end, you just put a full stop. You go, the end. Um, later on in this story, five years later, Sam went on to be the president. Yeah, the end. Well, I mean, that what that's what Swift did, isn't it, in the last... Uh, episode of mm. Gulliver's Travels and then he went to Japan and then he went home the end yeah. break time gotta go out on my horse for a bit now yeah then he he <laughs> met and married a girl with enormous knockers and lived <laughs> and, happily and ever he was after very 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 happy indeed <laughs> <laughs> great stuff um, so yeah 1710 7th of September 1710 um, part 4 and it says, despite his earlier intention of remaining at home again, uh, Gulliver returns to sea, fucking itchy feet, as the captain of a merchantman. Um, now, a merchantman is, I guess, a kind of ship, isn't it? A merchant ship. Mm. I've just clicked on merchantman. <laughs> Cargo that, ship. That's the next history box, the history of merchantmen. The merchantman, there's very little in there. The merchantman, a cargo ship engaged in commercial activities, as opposed to a warship. Mm. So they're the only two types of ships you can have. Cargo or war. <laughs> so he's uh, he's on a merchantman. As he is bored with his employment. <laughs> fucking hell, this comes out of nowhere. <laughs> Guess what Gulliver's job is? 
don't well, know. Doctor thought he was a professional licensed stuff. explorer. Yeah, like Simon Calder. Mm. No, he's not. He's a surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> not my day job. No, 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 no. This is more leisure. Um, no, my day job is I'm a surgeon. Yeah. I do. I do about three months every five years. I don't know if you know much yeah, about no, surgery, no. but what it basically <laughs> is is it, I cut up people's bodies, but when they're still alive, and I tinker about <laughs> in them. Yeah. Can you imagine surgery in 1710? Oh, oh it's no fun, is it? <laughs> what, the, what, the recovery rate? Oh, it's very, very low. Very low indeed. I mean, it's a I've massive gamble. Die. It's a massive they gamble to undertake <laughs> surgery. You bet. To be honest, if it were me... I'd say, no thanks, I'll just die of whatever it is that I've got, (laughs) rather than fucking die like that on a table, surrounded by cunts with knives. I'd say, if you're going to commit any kind of surgery, I'll be just cut my head off and just get over with. (laughs) Because I'm dying anyway. (laughs) Um, Speaking of dying, I saw your pal, the uh, Archbishop of Canterbury. Oh, yeah. Um, on the telly this Where? morning. Oh, I don't thought you meant he was in Sunderland. Of, I thought don't, you meant don't feel you'd love. seen him wandering around Sunderland. No, no, it's on the telly. The architect of Don't Feel Love. Yeah. He was uh, on the on the telly uh, arguing against assisted dying from uh, from the grounds of his massive palace as advised <laughs> by his by his boss, his line manager, the God. Sky Fairy. Yeah. yeah. I thought that yeah, was nice. Yeah. I've had a word with uh, God about this, actually, because when your producer actually called me last night and said, would I come on? So I said, yeah, and then that gave me time to do a quick pray up to God, you know, on the hotline. <laughs> and the he's, hotline. A, he's been yeah. quite clear about this. I said, look, what do you want me to say? And this is direct from the fucking horse's mouth, yeah? He said, no, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely no way. And no exceptions. <laughs> No exceptions whatsoever. So, I'm just passing oh, this awesome. on. Don't shoot the messenger. Yeah, don't shoot the messenger. If it were up to me, if it were up to me, I'd say, fine, everyone get out there to Switzerland, do what you got to do. <laughs> but it's not up to me, it's up to the big fella, and I'm just here to pass it on. Bring it over here. We'll, we'll set up a community where you can go and specially get it done. I know Hebden Bridge has got a lot of lesbians, for example. Maybe we could have an old Gateshead. Perhaps could be the place everyone goes to die. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just spitballing. Anyway, cheers. Don't feel love. Ta-da. Oh, but seriously, Andy, gone. where would you choose to die if you could choose? Like, I could see us both being the sort of people who at some point decide to go to Switzerland <laughs> in the future. In the future. Well, Not no, I'd, I'd like soon. it to be an option here in Britain I know I'd like, I know I'd like that. assisted that's, dying to that's be what I'm saying I'm saying that we yeah. might have to go to Switzerland at some point in the future yeah but to the big podcast rig in the sky but yeah it, if you could choose wherever where would it be would it be that place we did that show where you used to go on holiday with your grandparents Thursk yeah yeah maybe maybe on the race course in the middle of the race course at Thursk would it be a public euthanisation what like similar to a public execution? Yeah, that's but what, it's that's the way it's headed. Mm. That would be quite good, actually. Yeah, because they they could advertise in advance who's going to be taking their own life, ending their own life. <laughs> Andy rather. Dawson and then will we be publicly euthanized at first race course any, this Sunday? Have, have a look. Have a look at the website. See if there's any anybody good on this weekend. For those of you who can't make it to Thursk, it will be streamed on BT Sport. <laughs> yeah. 
but for five ninety nine, call this I number. Mean, there might be there might be people who you want to see the back of. You go along and it might be me. You know, you want to see the back of. People cheering. Oh, that'd be yeah. awful, wouldn't it? But I wouldn't yeah. mind uh, them having a disco to celebrate my life. Yeah, oh, of course. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, Nicholas Witchell was fucking on BBC oh, Breakfast as well this cunt. morning. He's Our the old worst, friend. isn't he? And he was fucking livid. Do you know why he's livid? You the know, the queen, queen the queen's was been, in hospital. She's been in hospital. That's not why he's fucked off. He's fucked off because there's been very little information released to the media, i.e. Oh, him, yeah. Nicholas Witchell. Yeah, I'm Nicholas Witchell. I should have been yeah. the first to be informed. Yeah. I'm an important was, person. The Queen's spoken to me on more than three occasions. Three and a half. He was, he was, he was like. Um, obviously, the Queen has has privacy issues regarding uh, her health. Uh, that it's personal, yeah. and you know that there are, are regulations and all that kind of thing. But he says, but the media, um, and there are millions of people in this country and indeed around the world who would like to know how she's doing. Fuck and off. the information has not been released to the media. We've been told. We've been told that today she is back home and is at her desk carrying out light duties and they've used the phrase they always use is in good spirits but what does that mean and he what just fucking fuck propped does me he, up on what one. more than that do you want Witchell you fucking weirdo what do you want Mind do you want to know what colour knickers she's wearing do you she's 95 you fucking Fuck's weirdo sick. what's the matter with you she's a 95 year old woman and you are going on national television demanding to know what the fuck she's doing Right, with her date. You've heard the fucking too incredible. much already, you fucking nonce. It was incredible. Apologies if this is going... I mean, this is going out, what, four days from now? If the Queen's Queen dead when you're listening to this, then... Apologies. Don't blame us. We, we, we can't react to the events. I Listen. used to have... I used to have a plan when I was younger, before I had kids. Mm. I was going to put some money aside, and when the Queen died, I was going to jump on a plane. And just fuck off out of it for a week. Not a bad idea. You know what I mean, just to get just to get away. This was in the days before we had YouTube and Netflix and such like. I think I'll be able to insulate myself from it all and be reasonably entertained. But yeah, I didn't really. But, um, I mean, listen, I'm not one of these hardcore. I hope she dies. Bullshit cunts. I don't want anyone to die. Well, I mean, I I accept our mortality. I'm not saying that I think we mm. should all live forever. I've seen Highlander. It's a nightmare. I, I wasn't sad when Nick Cotton died, for example. I'm not saying I want people to die, but, you know. It was well, there's so only so much sadness we've all got in us. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm not going to get, I'm not, I don't, you know, but I managed to sort of swerve the Prince Philip stuff to to large extent. I swerved most stuff, mm. to be honest. I just, you know, I talk to you most mm. days and then I have a nap. You know, that's, I'm not, I don't have to expose myself. I bet you tell me some <laughs> things. <laughs> What's going on in the world? <laughs> Sometimes I mean, my enough? wife mentions stuff. Yeah. Is it enough? Probably. Yeah. I think the less you know, the better. Yeah, I think exactly. ignorance is bliss. What am I supposed you know? to fucking know? The interest rates Nothing I can do about it. Fuck that. Yeah. I want to know about the interest rates. I, mate, I don't even know what they are. I mean, I woke up this morning at seven o'clock, had six music on it, the news that Alec Baldwin had shot someone. Yeah. I thought I've heard enough. I'm going back want, to bed. I, I, I just wanted to go back to sleep. <laughs> thought, oh, what kind of fucking dreams this? What a start! This is the last God. thing I needed. Yeah. <laughs> and the kids are off next week. Jesus. 
Uh, it's really bad anyway. about Alec Baldwin. We better not talk about because we'll only end up making stupid jokes. But it fucking no, no, I've got nothing else to add. It, it, it's it rocked, terrific. I'll, I'll be honest; that news rocked me to my core. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where you think, Jesus Christ! Um, everybody involved, horrible. Mm. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. Onwards to, to Gulliver, I reckon. So Gulliver's yeah. a surgeon, yeah. apparently. Um, so he's... Uh, He's bored with his employment as a surgeon, goes on a voyage on a merchantman. He's forced to find new additions to his crew who he believes have turned against him. So he's paranoid as well now as well everything else. Um, his crew then commits mutiny. So uh, he thinks they've turned against him. They commit mutiny. Uh, they keep him contained for some time and resolve to leave him on the first piece of land they come across. This is not the first time pirates. he's fallen out with crew, is it? No, no, no. He's a regular. He's, Do you think he's, he's got a bit of an attitude problem? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he found a job as the captain of this merchantman, which can't be easy. Mm. I mean, his CV's pretty impressive, to be fair. But yeah, but they probably think he's underqualified because they think, okay, he's done mm. quite a lot of things, but this is a very specific job that he's unqualified for. But he's like one of these arrogant guys who thinks, well, I can turn my hand to anything. Yeah. Ultimately, he's just a surgeon who you're likes sailing. Fucking, you're just a fucking surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> That's what his crew was singing at him. Shouting that to him as they have him locked up. So they keep him contained and then they cont- they're going to continue as pirates. He's abandoned in a landing boat and Gulliver comes across a race of deformed, savage, humanoid creatures mm-hmm. to which he conceives a violent antipathy. I don't even know what that means, practically. It just means he fucking hates them. Just hates them. Was that, is that all he does? He just hates them? Sounds like That's an away day here. at Millwall, doesn't it? That's, oh, mm. That was a really funny uh, joke I just did. That's that's all it says. But then afterwards, he meets the Hoi um, which is a race of talking horses. Yeah, now they're talk- at last they're talking <laughs> our fucking language. <laughs> There's a wonderful picture of him. It's just him. The ethos of this podcast. He's sat there looking all fancy, having what feels like quite a highbrow conversation with two massive fucking horses. Intellectual looking types. It looks a bit like... um, It's it's a pen knife. Do you remember Newsnight Review? Where they all sat around. They don't do that anymore, do they? Where they all... It's only Parsons. 
those fuckers just sit around talking st- about stuff. Tony Parsons and Tom Paulin. Tom Irish Paulin was port. the funniest, wasn't he? Well, I absolutely very, very... hated it. I it was very it was fucking... grotesque. <laughs> All right, mate. <laughs> you see, it was the funniest, but the bar was set very low, I thought, on that show. It was fucking... It was almost... <laughs> I found hell. a perverse fascination in watching it sometimes if I was up. But what I'm saying is it would have been better if they'd had horses. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. A couple of fucking horses yeah. there wearing spectacles with their legs crossed upright. Yeah. So, the... Um, um, yeah. Anyway, let's not fuck about. <laughs> let's continue through this story. Gulliver becomes a member of a horse's household. Oh, the horses have their own houses. Fucking hell. And I guess um, they're not stables. This is a like society we can on. get behind. Yeah, housed horses. Uh, and he comes to admire and emulate the Hoyhams and their way of life. <clears throat> he rejects... Oh, hang on, I missed a sentence, which could be in- incredibly important. He meets the Hoyhams, a race of talking horses. They are the rulers of the land. Um, while the deformed creatures that resemble human beings, mm. which are the ones that he saw before, which he hated, they are called the Yahoos. Oh. Hang on, we're going back course. to in the night garden here, aren't we? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, night garden's just lifted from this, and also internet search engines Yeah, um, named after this. So, <clears throat> yeah, he rejects the fellow humans as merely yahoos endowed with some semblance of reason, which they only use to exacerbate and add to the vices nature gave them. Oh, the That's vices really nature interesting, gave because us. in American, like, parlance... You often mm. hear people going, oh, they're just a bunch of yahoos. You've yes, heard that phrase. You do. I, think, I don't I think have. English people use it, weirdly, but I, Americans I think, do. I, have we not is, it not? is it not used in Oxbridge terminology? Really? Yahoos as well. Might possibly, Well, there yeah. you go. Now we know where it's from. I didn't know that, but this must be where it's from because it makes it sense these people this. are like fucking savages, like maniacs. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and that's why it's an insult. There you go. So there. Learning all the time um, on this podcast. Always learning. Always growing. Um, however, an assembly of the Hoyhums rules that Gulliver, Gulliver, a Yahoo with some semblance of reason, so he's kind of mm. like a Yahoo, but slightly above, according to the horses, um, and they regard him as a danger to their civilization. So he's, he's in possession of too much knowledge, and too much wisdom, so they mm. see him as a threat to their um, horse-led civilization so they command him to swim back to the land which he came from um so gulliver once again has landed in the shit (laughs) in another fucking land that he's found himself in um it's becoming a fucking uh regular thing now uh gulliver's master who is the who took him into his household buys him time to create a canoe to make his departure easier little bit like that fella from uh, Teesside. Mm. Did the off in his canoe. John, John, John thingy. I was, you know, maybe suggest, I mean, I think you know quite a lot about that anyway, but I feel that I would like to do it as a history box so I can learn more. Yes. Yes, we will. We'll remember that, hopefully. Good. We'll do the Books Fizz documentary and we'll also do John, John Canoe. John, Sir John Um, Canoe. We'll we'll research his name. Do you do you um, think just just as a quick preview, is he a good man that 
we will respect or an awful man. <laughs> Can I describe him as an anti-hero? Okay. <laughs> I think that covers all the bases. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, uh, Gulliver's horse buys him time so he can make a canoe. Um, after another disastrous voyage uh, in the canoe, I guess he is rescued against his will by a Portuguese ship. How do you get rescued against your will? Fuck off! I don't want saving. Leave I'm me happy, alone. To, I'm happy to die. I've seen it all now. I've had so many things happen to me. I'm best off dead. No, mister, we saved you. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm fine. No, we you must save you, mister. It, it's like that when, a, when a boxer's trainer throws the towel in and the boxer oh, doesn't want to quit, isn't it? Boxer's like fucking fuming, yeah. Mm. So uh, he's rescued against his will by a Portuguese ship. <laughs> he is disgusted to see that the captain... Portuguese ship Captain Captain Pedro de Mendes I need a Portuguese name uh, uh, Pedro de Mendes that sounds uh, about right I'm sure he plays in midfield for Wolves <laughs> <laughs> oh god Pedro de Mendes who Gulliver considers a Yahoo it turns out is a wise courteous and generous person so is there a lesson there I wonder Never mm. judge someone on who right. they are. Judge right, them on what they say and what they do. If they're a, if they're a Yahoo, a Yahoo, don't just write them off. Some of the gentlest men you could meet are Millwall. That's what it's trying to say. I think that's what the override message says. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Take your word for it. Gulliver returns to his home in England, fifth um, of December, seventeen fifteen. So he's been away for over five years. This doesn't seem like a five-year storyline. That we've gone over to me. Well, that's feels like easier for you. That's why we're not weeks. making the mistake of reading the whole fucking book, which Len wanted to, Never and I mistake. just couldn't face it. <laughs> Never make that mistake. Uh, he returns home to England, is unable to reconcile himself to living among Yahoos. So even back in England, he regards human beings who his job, let's be honest, is to care for and heal and repair. He's taken the Hippocratic Oath as a surgeon, but now all of a sudden he's turned against mankind. He regards all humans as yahoos. He's mm. been turned by the horse lifestyle, the life of the talking horse. So well, be careful what you wish for, I think. Yeah. Well, we've all wished for the, the um, life as a talking horse, mate. Haven't we? We mm. have. But don't dabble. Don't dabble too deeply into it because then you might find yourself turning against your fellow man and woman. A, um, he's unable to reconcile himself to living among the Yahoos. He becomes a recluse, remaining in his house, avoiding his family and wife. <clears throat> not the first man to ever do that, probably not the last. Um, and, and he spends several hours a day speaking with the horses in his stables. Oh, I'm just going to... The end. What, what are you doing, though? <laughs> oh, I'm just speaking to the horses. For fuck's sake, why won't you come in? Why won't you come in and watch telly with me? I'll be in a minute. I was just having a chat about uh, Blood Dig Dag. <laughs> I'm telling them all about it. They understand. You don't. They can't speak. I know, but you can see in their eyes they understand me. Come and watch the telly with us. What's on? Yahoo show? Yeah. Thought so. No. No thanks. No, no thanks. If it's all safe, I'll you'll stay, stay out here. 
It's freezing. <laughs> I'm all right. Don't worry. I've got a jumper on. <laughs> well, um, that's Galavan. That's it. That's the end. There's a bit extra on the Wikipedia page about the publication of it and everything, but it seems quite boring. Um, so we're not going to... I'm glad we did it, because like, one of the starting points for why we undertook this was that everyone just thinks that... People are lazy about Gulliver's travels. They go, oh, I feel like Gulliver, because they think yeah. it just means that you're big and everyone's small. Mm. But that's bollocks. Mm. There's, that's just the fucking... You're scraping the surface. That's just chapter one, mate. There's a million and one yeah. even more mad things that happen to him than just being big in a small person's world. I think it's just it's just typical of people's laziness, isn't it? They're not prepared to go through all four books. They've read the first one. They liked what they saw. Um, maybe they didn't like the second one when he was all little. They preferred that idea of him well, being let, big. Let me and ask you something. What's more interesting, a man who is bigger than other men or a man who mm. talks to horses. I would say easily the latter. So why, yeah. when we talk about, why when you, like when I'm on the way to our um, creative hub in Nottingham, when I'm going mm. up the M1, I always pass a sign for Gulliver Land, right? Oh, yeah. And there's mm. no further explanation. Doesn't There's no little picture like they do on some attractions mm-hmm. to sort of give you an indication of what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Just says Gulliver Land. Right? I've been there. Well, I've I, been there I, some. I very much doubt there's any fucking talking horses there because they know that you're going to see it and straight away think, right, everything will be small. That's the deal with Gulliver, right? Well, I haven't been there for about 15 years. Let's just right. say that. And I haven't been to the one near Nottingham. I've been to the one near Warrington. Where's Warrington? Because there's more than one. It's just kind of Liverpool, Manchester in between right, okay. kind of thing. I don't well, remember there being a great deal it's just of, on the M1 of, of, somewhere. Yeah, I don't remember there being a great deal of uh, Gulliver-esque stuff. There is a giant Gulliver there who welcomes you, or at least there was. Right. And then after that, it's just a free-for-all once you're in there. It's just rides and shit. Oh, what, it's they a went off A Pullman's Alton Towers. So they're riding off the back of fucking Gulliver by using his name, but it's not got yeah. much to do with Gulliver yeah. at all. Because he's out of copyright. Yeah, it's a theme oh, park. That really is interesting. So we could, for instance, form a pop band called Gulliver and no one could touch us. Mm-hmm. We could. Maybe we will. Um, yeah, we're going to leave it there, I think. I think we've covered Gulliver's travels um, expertly. Mm. And I think historians in the future will look back on this series as an important contribution to the um, to the knowledge of the subject. Yeah. History Box, once again, does its job. Mm. And... Uh, We'll be back. I don't know. I might do a life logistics next. Catch up with that. Yeah, we've got a few things to tackle for the cunters. You, about, and then, if, you might, if you've got any, send them in. We might get round to answering them. It'll be next week. And then maybe John Canoe after that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. See ya. Let's be Hey. 
It's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 